0: The LA Clippers have made it two wins in a row in the Summer League, this time with a 83-74 victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about what I think the main key to the Clippers' two Summer League wins, wins has been... A little bit of fourth quarter Xavier Moon and some Kobe and Jordan on today's Locked On Summer League Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir, you are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day. Your team, every day. I'm your host, Darian Vizieri, going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan thus far. Born and raised in LA. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper, LA Sports, NBA, NBA history content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to tell me what you thought of the Clippers' third Summer League game and second victory. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what the main key has been for the Clippers in these two Summer League wins, or honestly, in all three Summer League games. I think they've shown... This consistent thing, and that is their defensive tenacity. Going to be talking about fourth quarter Xavier Moon, which has become a consistent theme. Also, we got a little bit of Ty Lue on the broadcast talking. So, wanted to talk about his comments just a bit. And then to close out, going to talk about our rookies, Kobe Brown and Jordan Miller. And then, of course, just talk about the game as a whole. But let's get right into it. So, one thing I've really enjoyed from Coach Dante Jones... And the entire Clippers Summer League team is their defensive tenacity and their effort. If the Clippers actual team puts in one third of the defensive effort and intensity as this Summer League team and they stay healthy next season, we got a pretty good chance to win the championship because that's how hard these guys are playing. I mean, Dante Jones is acting like he's still out there in 09 with the Denver Nuggets, basically in a defensive stance on the sideline, yelling at his guys if... They're clear, you know, meaning there's no screen coming. If there is a screen coming, he is really into it. The whole bench, the whole coaching staff is into it. You have former Clipper Wesley Johnson also sitting there on the coaching staff. So everyone seems to be into it. But you know what? It's more than just the coaches. It's the players that have to go out there and execute. And again, in this game, stifling defense, holding the Memphis Grizzlies Summer League team to 74 points. We saw them hold the Sacramento Kings Summer League team to just 70 points. They have been really great in terms of closing out, rotating, communicating, whatever the scheme is in terms of, oh, we're going to switch on this guy. We're going to hedge on this guy off the pick and roll. They seem to be locked in and knowing their coverages, knowing when they're switching and being alert and not making anything easy from an individual perspective. So I think as a team, they're doing their thing. And as individuals, they are doing their thing. And in this game, we didn't even have Musa Diabate. That sucks that we don't have Musa out with the contusion but and getting injured in Summer League. Hopefully, it's not too serious, and we'll see him by the start of the preseason. I think it will be fine. But Williams, Bryson Williams, started in place of Musa, and he was pretty good. I mean, he's athletic. You know he's going to play hard. Um, he only played 18 minutes, though. So he went smaller for the majority of the game. We saw a little bit of Kobe Brown damn near playing the five in moments. And to be honest, he held his own. And in the beginning of the game, one of the big problems for us was Kenneth Lofton Jr., who's actually a member of the Memphis Grizzlies team. And man, it looked like we were playing against a worse version of Zion. He was running people over, so much so that he had three offensive fouls in the game. And... At least three. It may have been four, but I remember three off the top of my head. But he was taking contact, finishing. He also has the ability to handle the ball and shoot a little bit. He was killing us in the beginning. It was actually the Memphis Grizzlies that threw the first punch and we're up 8-2. to But then we bounced back really well, started locking in on defense, led by 7, 26-19 after one. And just to let you know how low scoring it could be for certain stretches, in the second quarter, the Grizzlies scored 16 points and we only scored 15 points so very low scoring and again the clipper offense in the third quarter wasn't great either only 16 points there as well so a combined 31 points for the clippers between the second and third quarter the grizzlies outscored us 21 16 in the third but in the fourth quarter the clippers outscored memphis 26 to 18 to win the game by 9 83 74 so they were up one or we were up one, going into the fourth, outscored the Grizz by eight in the fourth, won the game by nine. And again, before I talk about anybody individually, I really think that our defense just overall has been the key. We've been switching very solidly. The wing-wing and guard-guard screens have been no problem. We've got versatile defenders like Jason Preston, who's able, you know, he's he's a bigger guard, so he's capable of guarding slightly bigger players as well. Xavier Moon, who looks small on TV, but he is strong, he's ready to get physical, great laterally, takes hits right to the chest, and he has been a pest defensively for the Clippers as well, and then Kobe Brown and Jordan Miller, I'm obviously going to talk about them in more depth as the episode continues, but I really like when they switch guarding men and... It's no problem. No drop off at all. Obviously, they're both around 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, so it's not a big... Even though their builds are different. Kobe Brown is much, you know, bulkier, stronger. And Jordan Miller is more of that Amir Coffee kind of build where he is longer, more, you know, gangly, lengthy kind of guy. So that's how i describe it. But both of them have shown the ability to switch decently on defense. And know when they're switching to get right out there and not wait and waste time. Because sometimes you'll see guys switching lazily and letting guys just walk in a three. And with so many people, you know, shooting the three ball these days, uh, you you get burned on that. But they've been very sharp at their switching. And then the guys that aren't even, you know, on the actual roster, may not even play in the G League. Guys like Broderick Thomas. Guys like Bowden. We had a guy, Castaneda who played in this game off the bench, played 13 minutes. These guys all played really hard as well, and it wasn't even that much of a drop-off from guys like Matt Morgan, who didn't play in this game. Um, DNP coach's decision, it says. so, But the Clippers' defensive tenacity is what I think these two wins have boiled down to, and I've really enjoyed it. But coming up, going to be talking about the guy that offensively has taken the Clippers across the finish line, and I'm also going to be talking about Jason Preston and his performance coming up. But before I do that, I got to tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Because Bird Dog's stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog's shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dog's fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dog's uses anti-stink sweat sweat. Wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Just go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or promo code locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Woof, 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 woof. All right, so the main man, the guy you might say has been the best player in Clippers Summer League so far this Summer League (laughs) is Xavier Moon. He has been an absolute closer. Every fourth quarter, it seems like he has turned up. In the first game when we lost to, it's honestly slipping my mind who we even played in that game, I think it was the Charlotte Hornets, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. But Xavier Moon was hitting threes late in the game, kind of on this late surge kind of stuff, fake run. And then against the Sacramento Kings, we Xavier Moon closed the game with at least, I remember off the top of my head, nine points in the fourth quarter. And in this game, he also had nine points in the fourth quarter with a variety of jumpers. And, you know, Xavier Moon... His burst off the dribble is really good. He totally gets by guys, can turn the corner on guys. And even though he's only again, he was listed at I saw him listed at six foot two a couple episodes ago. And then after this game, it showed him on this a graphic on the screen that said he's six feet. It looks he looks a lot more like six feet than six two. I totally believe six feet. But if he even is six feet or six two, or whatever he is, we're gonna go with six feet for now. He has the ability to turn the corner really well. And I mean, the Clippers, I'm not saying that he's going to be on the roster and get real minutes, but, hey, he does get to the rim better than a lot of guys on the team, I'll tell you that. But in the fourth quarter, again, he really stepped up. I mean, nine of his 16 points came in the fourth, so the majority of his points coming in the fourth quarter, and just some tough shots. And I just like that he's fearless, you know? It's funny because he's the nephew they say a former clipper jamario moon and jamario moon was a totally different build he was a wing super athletic former harlem globetrotter was in the 2008 dunk contest in new orleans that dwight howard won part of the clippers team i think in 2010 for the second half of the season and xavier moon is a smaller you know point guard but he's a very solid player in his own right and if i'm being real i think he could be on the clipper roster He looks like a better player than Jason Preston right now just for the simple fact that he is older, more experienced, and he seems like he has more confidence. In this game, Xavier Moon had 16 points, which led the way for all Clippers scorers on 7-for-12 shooting and 2-for-3 from deep. Four rebounds and two assists in 29 minutes of play. I mean, 7-for-12 from the field and 2-for-3 from deep. Talk about efficient That's what Xavier Moon was in this game. Jason Preston. I thought he had a much better game than the last one. His passing, again, on full display. He hits guys right in the shooting pocket. But you're still seeing kind of the same issues that he struggles to turn the corner. He struggles to get by anyone in isolation. But I thought in this game, you saw him try to make more of an effort to turn that corner, to get to the basket. And a couple of times, he was still able to get the defense to collapse. And once he does that, I mean, he sees the open man right away. And more often than not, he hits shooters right in their pocket. And Jason Preston was able to do a little bit of that. And one thing I also like about Preston that I don't think I've mentioned so far on these podcasts, he is a very solid off-ball mover for a point guard, or just in general. He flashes to open space when he sees it. As a point guard, he knows that it's all about passing windows when it comes to moving the ball. And when guys don't necessarily have him in his line of vision, he flashes in their line of vision to make that pass easier, and that comes from just being smart. And he scores a couple of points off of that, whether it be at the foul line flashing middle or cutting right to the basket. I remember his first basket in this game came on a goaltend where he scored right underneath the basket. But another thing I liked about Preston in this game was his rebounding there was one possession where he had three offensive rebounds in the same play and you know what's funny he actually showed a little bit of elevation in on one of those rebounds and i said that he doesn't really get off the ground that well but i guess there he did Uh, hopefully we can see that more often because it'll help him finishing around the basket but he didn't shoot super well in this game overall just five for 13 from the field only one three-point attempt And it's not just the turning the corner, getting to the rim. He's not really showing guys or anybody that he's even looking to score a lot of the times, looking to shoot. I don't know how good of a shooter he is because he doesn't really shoot enough jump shots throughout the game. But again, we know he's a great passer and he's a very good rebounder for a guard. I do, again, I'm going to reiterate, I think he's an NBA player. Is he going to get rotation minutes for the Clippers this year? No. And I don't even know if he's going to be above Xavier Moon in that. But he'll probably spend a lot of time in the G League. And I think his. He could be a good backup point guard somewhere in his future. I just don't know if it'll be for the Clippers. But again, I hope it is. 13 points, 10 rebounds. So he did get a double-double in this game. 13 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. He made all three of his free throws. So it's good to see that. But that's how I feel about the guards in this game. Xavier Moon and Jason Preston. Again, you can make a strong argument that Xavier Moon has been the best player for the Clippers in this summer league so far but coming up going to be talking about the rookies Kobe and Jordan and then also what Ty Lue said when he was there with I I'm sorry not Ion Eagle Noah Eagle and 3D Dennis Scott on NBA TV's broadcast or ESPN's broadcast going to be talking about that to close coming up Let me tell you a little something about FanDuel Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win... You can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to two hundred dollars in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right. So somebody that I don't want to leave out before I get into Kobe and Jordan is Broderick Thomas. He took three charges in this game. He had a filthy step back, pull back, snatch back, whatever you want to call it, three late in the game. I thought he was extremely active, and I've appreciated his defensive tenacity every single game. He had 14 points on 5-for-9 shooting and 2-for-5 from 3 in 26 minutes off the bench For the Clippers. So he was actually the fourth highest in minutes in the game for us. But the top two in minutes were Kobe Brown and Jordan Miller. Actually, Broderick Thomas would be the fifth. I didn't see Jason Preston, Xavier Moon, and the rookies. But Kobe Brown and Jordan Miller played 30 minutes and 29 minutes, respectively. And I guess let's start with Kobe Brown. Again, I think it's more of the same. I love his aggression. I like how easily he seems to be able to get two feet in the paint, but his finishing has still not been good in, either, in any of the games. He shot three for 12 in this one, 25%, two for seven from three, so at least he was able to hit two threes, both from Jason Preston. I think my favorite skill of Kobe Brown's is his rebounding so far. I love how strong he is. And defensively, I want to mention this. All the, anytime he needs to switch, he seems to know when it's time to switch, and he holds his own. When it's time to play the pick and roll straight up and just get over the screen, he does that. He seems to know the scheme. He seems to be disciplined defensively, and that matters. And that's part of why we're winning as well. And when guys try to go at his body, I mean, he's a brick wall. So I really like what I'm actually seeing from him defensively and on the glass. It's his offense that's lacking a little bit, mainly the shooting. But I actually think that can be worked on. I think he has some really intense, like really good qualities. Qualities that you can't fully teach. He's super, super strong, and he just kind of knows what he's doing. I don't have a problem with his decisions at all, and that's important as well, but it's just, I'm thinking of, can he play this season for the Clippers? He's being used as a small ball five sometimes, and a lot of times at the four, and it looks like he actually has a, a good enough burst that he can offer secondary rim protection at times. There was one time where, the one time Dante Jones challenged a call, it was a verticality kind of questionable call. And Kobe Brown, he got up pretty high contesting that shot at the rim. So it gave me hope that, obviously, you know, the NBA guy's going to be bigger and more athletic. But it gives me hope that maybe he can be a guy that can play some minutes at the four. But that would have to be major injuries, major load management, whatever it may be, because he's not going to be in the regular rotation for the Clippers, even though I'm enjoying what I'm seeing from him. In this game, 12 points, 10 rebounds, so a double-double. 3 for 12 from the field, 2 for 7 from 3. One big thing, though, a positive, four for four from the foul line. He's been struggling from the line a bit. Let's talk about Jordan Miller, who only shot six times, made all his twos, missed all his threes, seven points and three assists, one free throw and made it. Uh, Jordan Miller, I really think of him as another kind of a mere coffee. I like his defense, just like Kobe Brown. He knows when it's time to switch. He knows when it's time to pick it, play the pick and roll straight up. He has defensive discipline. I like his length, his athleticism, his closeout speed. He's moving his feet really well whenever he's getting tested defensively. It's his offense that just seems a little bit below NBA quality right now. His shot does not impress me. He does kind of get to the rim, but his finishing around the basket has been whatever. In this game, it was pretty good. I think he has the right place, right time thing about him. Athletically, he's a great guy to give the ball to because takes a couple of strides. He can be right to the rim. But... He's a work in progress as well. I think he's going to spend a lot of time in the G League, as I said. Um, I like his defense. I think there's some real things there. Just got to work on his shooting, and I think, honestly, that's the easiest thing to improve for me, in my opinion. Maybe it's different for certain guys, but I really think it is. You just get a lot of hours in, and I know it's different when the bright lights turn on, but I really think that's something, jump shooting, especially catch and shooting, that can be practiced so much, especially as an NBA player. You have all these resources and the access to everything. I think you can get a lot of shots of it Improve. We've seen so many guys do it, and I think they can. The Both of them can do it. But seven points, no rebounds for Jordan Miller. Three assists on three-for-six shooting. So decent performances by the Rooks. It is important that we got the W. But now I want to talk about some things that Ty Lue said. Um, it wasn't anything crazy, no like breaking news or anything like that, nothing about James Harden or anything of that nature. But he was just kind of talking about how tough it's been for the team to have Paul and Kawhi injured so much. And, you know, he was emphasizing that in the playoffs, it's never load management in the playoffs. These guys are going to try to do everything they can to play. They're never going to sit out playoff games. And, you know, what? one thing I did find funny that he said was that's why you load manage to get to that point. So you're saying we load manage just so we, you know, like you load manage to stay healthy. For the playoffs, but we weren't even that. So what are we load managing for? But that's a conversation for another day. A conversation I've had way too much. But you know, Ty Lue, I still really like the guy. I still want the best for the team and for him because they You know, that's the two are intertwined. But let's see how it happens, right? He was talking about how Paul George, Terrence Mann, Amir Coffey have been really good to these summer league guys. Always around, always lending an ear, a helping hand. Um, and that's great to hear, you know, the Clipper culture definitely has changed with this in the Steve Ballmer era. There's no doubt about that. And I also want to say to Noah Eagle, who was the radio announcer for the Clippers these last couple of years, when Brian Seaman has taken over for Ralph Lawler on TV, done a great job, obviously the son of the voice of the Nets for many years, Ion Eagle. And it was kind of cool seeing him doing a nationally televised broadcast, but it's funny. I was even watching it with my dad and within two minutes, he was like, are these the Clipper announcers? And I was like, it's supposed to be neutral, but that's Noah, and he worked for us. And, you know, between Ty Lu being on the broadcast and the Clippers, when Ty Lu was sitting in the chair with these guys, they had uh, allowed a point. We were up by 11. That was our biggest lead of the game. We had it's allowed a point when Ty Lu was on the broadcast. And Noah Eagle was kind of acting excited about that. He was like, we need to get Ty back. That, that was definitely showing some pro Clipper – announcing on the telecast but i'll take it all day long you can follow me on twitter and instagram at dime dropper pod subscribe to my own youtube channel dime dropper for even more la clipper la sports nba history and nba content and of course subscribe to locked on clippers hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video we are trying to get to the moon Four thousand subscribers is the next goal so make sure you tell all fellow clipper fans about locked on clippers the only five day a week Clipper podcast. The age old proverb continues. Go Clippers.